The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by North Fork Bank and its private banking department with Gabriel Safti. Hashem Ishmedehu Bihayehu. We would like to thank North Fork Bank and urge our listeners to patronize this generous financial institution. On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safti for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources, and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef Ben Mazal and Shalom Rafael Ben Mazal. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Daf Nun Bet. Today's Daf is being studied. Lehlu Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Today's Daf is being studied. Latzlachat Hayale Saval Yisrael. Aomdim Al Mishmar Arsenu and all its borders. Bayabasha Ba'aviru Bayam. Kadosh Baruch Hu should uh, give them victory against the enemies. Sim Shalom Ba'aris and Toshavei Eris Yisrael. The residents, specifically those in the northern uh, cities, Kadosh Baruch Hu should give them uh, extra protection. Hine lo yanum velo yishan shomer Yisrael and Gazat Hashem Yisrael eshkon nabetah ubadis yon goel amen veamen. We begin today's daf on nun bet amud rishon, and we will start uh, one, two, three, four lines from the top, <coughs> starting from. We learned in our previous staff that in the second Bet HaMikdash they had an Amma called the Amma Tadaksin which was in between the two curtains the Parochet that was separating between the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodeshin so you had two curtains uh, and in between them you had a, an Amma space and the Mishnah said that we're not certain exactly where that Amma space belongs to is it part of the Kodesh or is it part of the Kodesh Kodeshim that's why they quarantined it off so to speak in order to protect that nobody in the Kodesh walks into the uh, Amma Tereksin by mistake and finds himself in the Kodesh Kodeshim and for that matter, when the Kohen goes into Kodesh Kodeshim, we don't want him standing in that Amma, because it might be Kodesh. So he might be standing in the wrong spot as well. So therefore, the Mishnah said, we have a Safiq on what this Amma is. So the Gemara Zaman Avinatan Amat Raksim Lo Hichriu Bo Hachamim The Hachamim did not uh, determine what it is. I Kedifnim I Kelachutz Is it on the inside, Kodesh Kodeshim, or is it considered on the outside? Matkif la Ravina. Ravina has a question. What's the reason why they had the Safek? Maybe it's because they based it on the following Pasuk. The house that Shalom Melech built was 60 Amma long, and twenty wide, Ushli Shoshim Ama Komato. 
And it was 30 Amah high, Ukhtiv, and it says in another Pasuk, Barba'im Ba'amah Hayah Bayit, the Bayit, the Beit HaMikdash, was 40 Amah, Hu HaHechal, that was referring to the Hechal Lifnai, inside. Ukhtiv, Vilifnea Debir Islim Amah Orech, Vilifnea Amah Rocha, Vilifnea Amah now let's just get all the dimensions that these Pesukim are giving us. The first Pasuk gives you the general dimensions of the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodashim combined. So it's a total of 60 by 20 with a height of 30. The second Pasuk that's quoted over here is giving you the, the uh, Shi'ud of the uh, Kodesh. The Kodesh, its distance east to west was 40 Amma. The third pasuk is giving you the shi'ur of the Kodesh Kodashim, which was 20 amma in uh, length, going east to west. Okay, so that's the breakdown. So again, the Kodesh is 40 amma, and the Kodesh Kodashim is 20 amma, obviously a subtotal of 60. Now, it's interesting just to point out before we continue, the heights over here vary. Uh, in one pasuk it says the height was 30 amma, and another pasuk it says it was 20 amma. So the Mephashim point out that one is referring to the Kodesh, and one is referring to the Kodesh Kodeshim. You have to remember, in the Kodesh Kodeshim, you had the Kirubim. So the Kirubim were the cherubs that hovered over the Aron, and they hovered ten Amma. So therefore, it took uh, ten Amma away from the height. So therefore, when we talk about the height of the Kodesh Kodeshim, it's twenty Amma, uh, less, uh, um, thirty less ten, of the uh, hovering of the Kirubim. Now, the Gemara says, Velo Yad'inan... Amma Tiraksin. Regarding that Amma, we don't know. Imahane Isrim, the Imahane Arbaim. Which means, we didn't know, does it belong to the 20? Meaning, is it part of the, when you're counting the 20 of the Imahai, um, when you're counting the 20 of the Kodesh Kodashim, is the Amma Tiraksin part of the 20? Hence, it would be Kodesh Kodashim. Or do you count that Amma as part of the Kodesh, meaning part of the 40. So that if that was the Safek, that's the Gibraltar's question. Is that the Safek? We know the dimensions. There's 20 over here and 40 over here. We just don't know this Amma. Which side do you put it on? So the Gibraltar says, V'dilma lo velo Who told you it's even part of either the 20 or the 40? Maybe it's neither. V'halala kahashiv, kotalim lo kahashiv. Maybe these measurements that the Torah is giving us is just on the space, but not the walls. Because again, in the first bit, the Mekdash, the Shulamua Melech built, it was a wall, right? So you're discussing the thickness of the wall. So who told you when you gave the shoot of 60, who told you that Amah was part of the 60? Maybe the 60 is hollow space, meaning 40 hollow east to west in the Kodesh, 20 hollow space east to west in the Kodesh Kodeshim, plus another Amah. The Gebaraz is no, maybe the Amah either is part of the 20 on the Kodesh Kodeshim or the 40. Who said it's part of it at all? Maybe it's 60 plus an extra amah, and therefore it's not here, and it's not there. And that's why we have a safik. Which, which side do you attribute it to? So the Gemara says, and we'll prove it to you. Teda, meaning we'll prove it to you. Kotalim hashiv le 
which means anytime we're giving measurements, we give a separate measurement for the kotalim, for the thickness of walls, which means the thickness of walls is not usually given in the uh, regular general measurement. So therefore it makes sense to say that this amat that we're talking about over here was not included in the 60. What's the proof? We have a Mishnah. Ha'echal. Okay, now we give the full measurement east to west of the Hechal. Okay, as, as we're learning it, if you want to just uh, take a glance at your art scroll uh, diagram, it'll be very easy for you to uh, do it. That's on DAF 52A2, the diagram on the bottom, and we'll read it through. Ditnan, we have a Mishnah. Okay, the Hechal. The Hechal is going to be from the beginning entrance of the Bet HaMikdash on the eastern side. That's right in front of the Kodesh. That uh, space over there in front of the Kodesh is called the Ulam. Okay, so starting from there, actually there was a wall in front of the Ulam, and uh, the Gemara is going to start from measuring from the wall of the Ulam, which we see in the picture is five Amot, and it's going to take us all the way to the end going west, all the way to the end of the Kodesh Kodeshim. And it's going to come out to 100 Amah long. But, yeah, starting from the outside wall, the thickness of it, on the east side, going all the way to the western wall, behind the Kodesh Kodeshim, which is also 5 Amot, which we'll see, is going to come to a total of 100 Amah. Now the Gemara explains it. So again, it's Me'ah al Me'ah Berum Me'ah. So it's 100 by uh, 100, and the berum me'ah, the height of a hundred. Now the Gemara starts. Kotel ulam, the kotel, the wall, the outer wall of the ulam on the eastern side, hamish, five amot. The ulam, the ulam itself, you want to call that the, I guess, the antechamber. Achat esre, that's eleven amma. Now moving westward, kotel haechal, the wall in front of the kodesh shish. Six Amah. The Orko Arba'im Amah, as we learned. Its length was 40 Amah. The Amah Teraksin. Count the Amah Teraksin, so you see clearly it's separate. How much are we up to? 63. The Chaf Amah Bet Kodesh Kodashim, plus the 20 Amah of the Kodesh Kodashim. And then you have Kotel Haechal Shesh. That's right behind the Kodesh Kodeshim. The wall behind the Kodesh Kodeshim is six. Vehata shesh. Behind the Kodesh Kodeshim, you had like offices. If you notice in your picture, these little juddings out of the wall are like little offices of storage and different things that took place. So the distance behind the Kodesh Kodeshim wall is an additional six. Vekotel hata hamesh. And the wall of these uh, offices, that's the final wall behind the Kodesh Kodeshim, is five amah, subtotal of a hundred. So you see, to get to a hundred, you're counting as well the amah, Tadaksim, meaning it's not part of the forty, and not part of the twenty. The forty and the twenty, and the amah is separate. So therefore, the Gebarah is going to come along and say now, Ela the question with this Amah is, how do you categorize it? 
Do you give it the Kedusha of inside or the Kedusha of outside? In the Hava, I mean, we thought it was actually part of it. We thought it was either part of the Kodesh, it's the, the 40th Amma of the Kodesh, or it's, uh, you know, one of the Amma of the Kodesh Kodashim. So, no, 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 it's not part of the 60. It's not part of the 60. The 60 is separate. The Amma Trexine is on its own, as we just saw in this Mishnah. Oh, so, what's the Sheila? How do you classify it? In the Kedusha sense. Do you give it the Kedusha of Kodesh? Or do you give it the Kedusha of Kodesh Kodashim? Hence, because of the sefex, so you had to wall it in such a way in order to keep it uh, secluded, in order not to make the mistakes uh, that we're talking about. So it comes along, Rebbe says, "Behainu de'amar Rabbi Yochanan," and this is what Rabbi Yochanan taught. Ba'ei Yosef ish Hutzal. Rabbi Yosef, the man from Hutzal, that's a place, asked the following question on a pasuk. The pasuk is in Melachim Aleph. Udbir. Now this person is talking about the Debir, which is the Kodesh Kodeshim over here. Meaning the Debir, the inside of the Kodesh, behind the Kodesh. Actually the Debir would be the Amat actually. The Debir is the threshold, we'll call it, very good. Beyond the threshold of the Debir, that's where they put the Aron, Berit Hashem. We call that the Kodesh Kodeshim. So now, he's going to have a, a question, how to learn Pshat in this Pasuk. What's the Pshat over here in the Pasuk? Udbir Is the Devir considered inside? Meaning you'd read the Pasuk, Udbir that the Devir itself is considered Pinima. Pinima means inside. And therefore the Amat would have a status of Kodesh Kodashim. Meaning is the word Pinima also defining the Devir. That's one way to interpret the Pasuk. That would put the Amat as Kodesh Kodashim. Or Dilma Hachikamar. Or maybe this is the Pshat of the Pasuk. Udbir Mepinima. Which means, or do you say that the devir is betocha bayit, is in the bayit, meaning on the... No. Opposite. The, the, fir, the first explanation is... The first, one says, the first one indicates that the petition itself was not sanctified to the same degree as the whole of all Oh, so then you're reading like this. Okay, fine. Ibayilu, I read again. I read again. Ibayilu. Hechi ka'amar kra. Udbir betocha bayit. And the debir that is in the house, sham. So the first explanation they learn you have the debir, and then you have penima, which means inside of the debir, which is a different section. Meaning beyond in the penima beyond the debir going west, penima. You had the Aron. That puts the Devir outside. That puts it in the Kodesh. Okay, fine. Or Dilma, or maybe the other side is, Hagikamar, Udbir Betokabayit Pinima. The Devir itself is Betokabayit inside, meaning it's considered part of the Kodesh Kodashi. Let's read Rashi on this. Look at Rashi. Hechi Kamar Kra. What is the Pasuk saying? Mi Amrina, do you say, Hachikamar, Udbir Betokabayit, meaning Mehisa Asa. They made like a wall, Shemafseket Betokabayit, that separates the house, Mepenima Hechin, Velefnim Meotan Mehisa, and beyond that wall, very good, beyond that wall, Hechin Makom Halala, they prepared an open space, Vizminola Techamit Aron. 
Alma, David Gufer, Lavi Kedusha Parimu. Very good. That means the David is not Kedusha Parimu. O Dilmagi Kabar. Udbir Vedokamami Penima. Demakoma David Gufer, Mishel Parimava. Meaning, read it uh, together. That the David itself is considered inside. Meotoechin, Itoshambe, Otakirisai, Taron. In that place, that's where they put the Aron. So, therefore, we understand very good. Now, that was the same Safek that Rabbi Yosef Ishutzal had how to explain this Pasuk. So, comes again when I says, Umin is did this rabbi really have a safek? How to learn this pasuk? Why? Why not? Vehatanya. We have a brayta. Isi ben Yehuda Omer. Isi ben Yehuda said, "Hamesh mikraot b'Torah en lahem hechraya." There are five pesukim in the Torah that are vague, and the final interpretation of them cannot be determined. Now, what the Gemara is going to say is that. It's going to list the five, and this is not going to be one of them. And we're going to say that Isi bin Yehuda and Yosef Ish Hutzal is the same man. It's the same person. So therefore, how could you tell me Yosef Ish Hutzal didn't know the interpretation of this person? He left it open. It's not one of the five that he says, En lahem Now let's see the five. No one at a time. The first one is Se'et. The second one is Meshukadim. The third one is Mahar. The fourth one is Arur. The fifth one is Vekam. Now we have to learn each one on its own. The first one is Se'it. That's she on the top. This Pasuk was said to Cain after he committed the sin of killing his brother. Uh, actually, after his square, his Korban was not accepted, I should say, before he killed his brother. When he brought his korban, his korban was not accepted, so Cain was very uh, dejected. So God comes to him, and I quote the pasuk from Rashi, Halo imtetiv se'et. She simply could learn the pasuk that God was telling Cain, imtetiv, if you mend your ways and you do good, se'et. Rashi says, velashon silihahu. You'll be forgiven. Or se'et imlotetiv. Or, you can, you can read the Pasuk like this, it says, Halo imtetiv, kama, se'et imlotetiv. Se'et means, according meaning you'll carry your sin if you don't repent. So the question is, the word se'et is right in the middle. Is the se'et going on the words imtetiv? Or is it going on the words after it, v'imlotetiv? And we learn it like this. Imtetiv, if you do good, you mend your ways. Se'et, God says, I'll forgive you. Se'et melashon siliha. However, you can read the pasuk. Se'et imlotetiv. You will carry your sin if you don't mend your ways. So, Isi ben Yudas, this is one of the pasukim where you can't determine. Well, is the se'et going in the beginning of the pasuk? Or is the se'et going at the end of the pasuk? Next one, Meshukadim. Rashi, Arba'a Gibi'im Meshukadim. Talking about the uh, cups of the uh, menorah, that they were in the shape of almonds. So it says, Arba'a Gibi'im Meshukadim. Is it going on the cups? Or Meshukadim Kaftoreha Uflachaya? Or is the word Meshukadim going on the words after it? Kaftoreha, it's. Um, Buttons, ufrahaya, and its flowers, which means was the was the almonds on the cups or is it on the kafturim and the perachim? Again, the basic principle over here: mishukadim is right in the middle, so you don't know if it's going on what's before it or it's going on what's after it. Next pasuk is machar rashi. 
God tells Moshe, Tomorrow, go out and fight Amalek. Or, or maybe he means go fight now. Which means, and tomorrow, Anuchi Nitzav, I am going to stand on the mountain and pray. Which means the full pasuk, if you want to get the full pasuk, it is. Yes, Moshe Rabbeinu was talking. Uh, yeah, let's get the Hebrew of it. Bayomen Moshe Yoshua, exactly. Bechal lanu anashim, vetsev lachem ba'amalek, mahar. That can be one interpretation. Tomorrow, that's what we're going to fight. Or, sevelim ba'amalek, period, meaning immediately. Now, mahar, tomorrow, anuchini tzavorosh shagivam, atelohim biyadin. Tomorrow I go up on the mountain and pray, but today I don't have to pray. Today I just go out and fight. So again, again, the basic principle over here is you got the word, but you don't know is it going on before or going after. Next one is, Arur. Okay, this is when Yaakov Abinu was blessing his children. The Pasuk says to Shimon and Devi, Arur apam ki'az, right? Which simply means Yaakov Abinu was cursing their anger. Arur apam. Remember when they got angry, Shimon and Devi, and they killed the whole city of Shechem, right? So the simple explanation you might learn, Arur apam ki'az, Yaakov Abinu was cursing their anger, or, that's if you learn what's after. Or if it's going on what it says before, it says, Ubirtsonam ikerushor. Willingly, they uprooted Ashur. Now, the Shor in this pasuk could be referring to Shechem. When they uprooted Shechem, they're calling him Ashur. Ubirtsonam ikerushor arur. Who's the Shor arur? Shechem. So is the arur going back on ikerushor, which is before it, or is the arur going on their anger? Look at Rashi. Arur. Willingly they uprooted the shore, Arur. Shor shel Shechem. Right, that's the shore of Shechem. Shehu me Arur Kena'an. Right, Shechem is the descendant of Kena'an. And the descendant of Kena'an is Arur. Or Arur Apam Kiaz. Or is it going on the anger of Shewan and Nevi? Last one, Vekam. The full pasuka Vekam is Vayomer Hashem and Moshe. God tells Moshe, Hinecha Shochev Im Abotecha. This is right before Moshe Rabbeinu died. When you're going to die, lay rest with your fathers. Vekam Ahamazev Vezana Achare Elohim Nechara Aris. Now, one way you could read it, and Vekam Ahamazev, this nation will rise, and they're going to go after the Nechara Aris, the Goim of the land. So the Vekam is going on the end of the pasuk, or you could say, Hinecha Shochev Im Abotecha Vekam. Right, you're going to be laid to rest, but you're going to rise. The Vekam is going on, Moshe, meaning you're going to be resurrected. It's going to be for you, Tehayat That doesn't make sense after that, though. No, then you would read the Pasuk, Shochev Vekam, Aris. So, unless you learn that he just wants to know the Echreya of the Pshar of the Pasuk. Of course, the Vekam can be learned uh, towards the end of it. What's the Ikar? Pshat of the uh, of the pasuk. In any event, look at Rashi. Vekam henecha shochev im aboteka. Vekam the name is not the tchayat You ramaz or hinted him to the resurrection of the dead. Oh, vekam amaze vezana. Comes the Gemara and gives the fifth one. We have a fifth one there? Yeah, that was it. Se'et mishukadim machar aru vekam. Okay, there's going to be a sixth one. Ve'at tanya, we learned, hu Yosef ishutzal, 
the same man that we call Yosef Ishutzal, who Yosef Ababli, they refer to him as sometimes Yosef Ababli, who Isi ben Yehuda, this is Isi ben Yehuda, who Isi ben Gur, Arye, they also call him Isi ben Gur, Arye, who Isi ben Gamliel, who Isi ben Mahalalel, Umashemo, and what was his real name? Isi ben Akiba Shemo. So bottom line, it's all the same man. And therefore the question of the Gemara is, how could you tell me when it came to the Pasuk of the Devir? That it was Mesupak. Is the Devir uh, inside? Is the Devir outside? That's not one of the five Pesukim that this same rabbi uh, said uh, is not determined. So the Gemara says, leka. The five Pesukim that he quoted are all five Pesukim in the Torah. He says, five from the Torah, there's no more. Nevi'im, you have. That pasuk that was quoted with the Devir was in Melachim. That's from the Navi. No, so that's the answer to the question. Gebarah says, What are you telling me? There's no more pasukim in the Torah that were not determined. We have the one, There's not a question. Says the pasuk, "Vayishlach et naare bnei Yisrael." Says and Moshe Rabbeinu sent the young ones, uh, the naarim, call them of Yisrael, "Vayalu olot," and they brought olot, they brought sacrifices. Now the pasuk stops there, "Vayalu olot." So the Gemara is assuming which animal did they use for their olot? So the Gemara says that this is not part of the pasuk. Kevasim. They must have brought kevasim, which will say sheep. Pasuk continues. And they brought a korban shalamim. And the pasuk, what did they bring? Parim. So therefore the pasuk is split up into two parts. Period. What was the olot that they brought? Kevasim. And then, Parim is on the shalamim. Bulls for the shalamim. Kibasim for the olot. Or dilma, or maybe read it all together. Idi vi'idi parim. Meaning read the pasuk straight. Vayalu olot, vayizbehu zibahim shalamim. And what was all these korbanot? Parim. Okay? Now, now, so the Gemaraz says, this pasuk also has no echreya. We don't know how it's going. The vayalu olot. Is it separate, or is it, uh, or is it going on the end of the pasuk? So the Gemara says, "Lerav Chazda misafkede." Who had this problem? Lerav Chazda, the Isi ben Yehuda pshita le. Isi ben Yehuda never problem with this pasuk, which is we're only discussing Isi ben Yehuda's pesukim. So he goes, "Oh, there's another one of Lerav Chazda." He says, "What do you want? That's Lerav Chazda's problem. Isi ben Yehuda doesn't have a problem with that." Now Rashi over here has a question. Rashi says, "What's the nafkamina?" Meaning, in all the other pesukim, it seems there's a nafkamina in. Uh, in the halakha, you have to know exactly uh, uh, some halakhic ramification comes out of it. As we have to, we have to work that out. But for sure, as she says over here, it's history. It's my dava hava. What do I care? Uh, what they brought? Did they bring a kevasim on that day? Did they bring uh, parim? So, so at matan Torah, this one. So that she tells me there is enough coming up for us to know this uh, solution. How to do the ta'amim of the pasuk? Because if it's separate. It would say, Vayalu Olot, you would put an Atnah. 
under the olot, which is like a tam of a pause, like a comma or a semicolon. However, if you're saying that it's all one, then you would put a different type of tam that keeps the pasuk flowing. So look at the Rashi when he says, olot kivasim, nafkamina lefsokan etatam beatnachta. The nafkamina is going to be, do we put an atnach over there? Or del naidi vidi parim. If you say no, both of them are parim. Ve'en atnachna betam ola. Ela ta'am geresh. Geresh was like a shofar mehupach, really. Like like we would call it shofar mehupach. Vayalu olot. Then you continue it. Vayalu olot kedesh yitchaber l'shelacharav. In order to connect it with what is after it. And we move on to the next mishnah. Now we're discussing the two curtains. According to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, that said there were two curtains uh, separating the Kodesh to the Kodesh of Kodeshim. So the Mishnah starts off, the outer curtain, it was pulled back from the south. Okay, remember? According to that opinion, it went north-south, it's a curtain, at the south part, they had a hook like, and they, you know, opened it. They bent, to folded it over with the hook in order that the coin can access into the southern side. Now, I and the inner one was uh, flow f- uh, folded over on the north side. So now the Mishnah tells us how he walked in. He walks in between the curtains. Perfect. Until he walks all the way to the Safon. Again, he's going to Darom. Turns north, walks all the way to the Darum to get to the second curtain's entry. Now he walks into the Kodesh Kodashim, right? When he gets into the Safon. Now, Panav Now he's in the Kodesh Kodashim, he turns going going south. Because he's got to get to the Aron. Now, let's discuss where the Aron was. The Aron was right in the middle of the Kodesh Kodashim. Okay? Now, the, uh, the Kodesh Kodashim, as we learned, was 20 Amma. Okay? It's 20 Amma. Now, the Hadush of the Gemara Megillah was, miraculously, that the Aron, even though it had a, um, a shi'ud of two and a half amah, it did not take up any space. Meaning that when you put the Aron in the middle of the Kodesh Kodashim, and you measured to each side, it was ten amah. It's a miracle. To the middle the of Aron, it? Yes, it was right. To each side of it, ah, wow. you measured, it was 10. That means it did not take up any space. But the point is, when he's all the way now on the north, he has to walk south to get to the Aron. So he turns. Right? Now, turns. You'll see now. So he's walking south to the middle, and he's following the curtain. And he's walking just along the inside curtain. And that's what the Mishnah says. The Mishnah says... Uh, once he gets to the north where he entered, he turns to the south. Now, when you're standing south, uh, the east is to your left, which is very good. It means the curtain, which is on the east of the Kohen, is to his left. Until he gets to the center of the Mishka, uh, of the Kodashim, and he gets to the Aron. Okay, now, Sabachloket, what he's going to do now is bring the Ketoret. Sabachloket, did he bring the Ketoret uh, from the curtain? Is that where he stood? Or did he actually walk up to the Aron and do it in between the, the poles? That's already. Maybe he walked all the way to the middle of the Aron, then turned. No, 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 no. He walked 
from the north, he was in the north. No, that's not. So I'm telling you that there's a mahlokid if he did it right there, just parallel to it, or did he actually walk closer? In any event, Adju Magiala Aron, Hegiala Aron, and now he gets to the Aron, Noten et Mahta bin Shneh Badim. Places the coals, the shovel of coals between the two poles. Remember the Aaron had two poles on uh, both sides. Then he would pile the ketoret on the coals. Of course we had a mahlokan above, did he pile it in one mound? Or did he scatter it? From this Mishnah you see it's going like the opinion of piling. Right? And then the Kodesh Kedoshi became filled with smoke. Yatsa. Now when he's leaving, Ubalo Bederech Bet Kenisato. Which means he leaves the way he entered. And the Mishnah is teaching us that he did not turn his back to the Aron, but he walks backwards. Mm-hmm. So Viyotzeh, like he came in, he just traces his step backwards, uh, and he goes out. The Mishnah concludes and says, And then when he gets outside, he makes a small tefillah, but he did not make a long tefillah. You don't want to scare the people. The people are waiting for the Kohen to come out. Then we make a quick tefillah when he leaves the Kodesh Kodashim, and then he would exit, and then they would see him. Now let's read the Rashi's on this Mishnah. Let's read Rashi. Okay, the outer curtain is pinned back uh, from the south. Rabbanan Kamri, that's going to be Rabbanan, the Biuda. Pirufa, where she explains Rosha Kifula. It's like the head of it is doubled over, let's say the Hutz Vinay, Ezit Pekeresh, that a golden hook. The Yot Petuhad omitted to keep it open. Malach Benehem, he would walk in between the curtains, Nichnas Biflifata Darom, Umalek Benehem, Hajjigil Frifata Safon. So he gets to the folding over of the Northern side. He gyalas safon umishinichnas, and then he enters letoch. Let's get the word there. Letoch. That would say halal, right? The airspace of the kodesh kodashim. Hafach panav ledarom. He then turns south. Lelech ad ben abadim to walk in between the poles. Shem beemsa halal. That's in between the kodesh kodashim. Kede amar more like we have a statement. Aaron Chasa Moshe Ayelo Avir Asramot Bebet Kotchek Kodashim Lechol Ruach Veruach. Aaron and Moshe did had ten ama on both sides. Miracle, it did not take up any space of its own. Mehalach Lismol Ima Parochet. As he's walking, the parochet, which is to his east, is to his left. Whenever you're walking south, east is to your left. Shehamehalech Mitzafon Ledarom Simolo Lemizrah. Now we know the badim were long Which means the badim They went from east-west The Aron itself was two and a half Okay, uh, with on each side, meaning on the north and in the south, you had Badim, and the Badim went out uh, in the Parochid. If you remember, in the so obviously didn't uh, he had uh, swords? Yes, 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 yes. You're gonna see. You're gonna see. We're talking about Abotai. We're talking about over here the Bayachini. You have to ask a more obvious question. There was no Aron in the Bayachini. 
before, 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 you, before you get to how do you get by the Badim, it's not a question. They can ask a stronger question. Where's the Aaron in the Bayit Shini? We know that the Bayit, after the Bayit Bishon, it was Nignaz. So therefore, the Gemara is going to ask that question. In any event, look at that. She continued. Derek Rizato, Keshem Shiknaz, Kesholek Darom, Ajigel Aaron, Panaf Knapedarom. But just when he was, when he walked, Darom is facing south. Which is his face is facing the Aron, he backs away. Out of to the Shekinah, he backs away. Then it says, He makes a prayer in the Hechal, which is the Kodesh, and then he walks out, and the Am sees him, and therefore they uh, know that he was successful. Comes again and says, Which Bet Mikdash are we talking about? That you're telling me he goes and puts the Ketoret in between the poles of the Aron. When the Aron was put into Geniza, Nigniza with it went a few other articles. One of them was the the jar or the canister of man. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu saved a jug of man from the Midbar and they stored it in the Beit HaMikdash the Navi tells a story in the times of Yirmiyah when uh, the people complained to Yirmiyah and they said we can't study Torah because we don't have Parnassah so Yirmiyah took out the Sinsenet Haman and he said this is what your forefathers ate in the Midbar they got fed from heaven and they were able to learn Torah I meaning if you put your trust in God what Allah can, can provide in any event at the time of the Genizat Haaron, this was also Nignaz, hidden. Vistokit Shemina Mishcha, that's the jug of the special oil that was made out of the spices, like it says in Parashat Hitisa, that was used to anoint the Kohanim as well as the Klisharet. Umakloshil Aaron Ushkedeh Ufrahaya. And the Aaron, the staff of Aaron, a Kohen, that blossomed with its almonds and its, um, and its flowers, that was after the Machlokan of Korah. When uh, all the tribes put their sticks in the uh, oil mu'ed, and the Aaron stick the following morning blossomed. The argaz Israel, and the box of gold that the Pelishtim sent to Bnei Israel. If you remember, the Pelishtim had captured the Aaron. Uh, after they captured the Aaron, uh, they had some bad luck, so they wanted to send it back. So David Melech said, when you send it back. Uh, they wanted to send it back with an appeasement as a, a gift, a uh, appease so uh, David said send it back with Aaron so they took that Argaz, uh, uh, it was a box of uh, gold in it and they put it next to the Aaron so when there was Nignaz they put that, uh, that, uh, that uh, gift as well Sunaymar Uchli Hazahab and the golden vessels Asher Ashivotem Lo Asham that you're returning as an appeasement for the Aaron Tasimu Argaz, David says, put it in an Argaz, a box, Mitsido, next to the Aaron, Vishallahtem Oto, Vialach. Good, and send it and go. So you see that when they did the Aaron, they probably put the box also because the box was right next to the Aaron, like we're reading in this Pasuk. Now, Umiginazo, they put the Aaron, they sent it back, and next to the Aaron, they put this box. Yeah, so they were saying that's it, that's it. when they were going to the Aaron, they were probably going to the box that was next to it. Umigenazo, who was responsible for putting the Aaron in Geniza? Yoshiyahu Genazo. Yoshiyahu Melech. 
What what did he see? Why did he see fit that it deserves to be put in Giriza? Because he saw the Pasuk. Let's get the right wording. He saw the Pasuk prophesies that the Jewish king and the nation are going to be sent into exile. So already he saw that the future was written in the Torah already. So therefore to protect Aaron, so he put it in Gerizah. They know that when the enemies come in, they will not take it. Comes again and says, Shneemar, now we see Yoshia did this, Vayomel Lalviyim, Hamivinim, Lechol Yisrael Kedoshim Lashem, Tenu et Aron HaKodesh Babayit, Asher Banash Shlomo Ben David Melech Yisrael, En Lachem Masa Bakatef, Ata Avdu Et Hashem Lachem Et Amo Yisrael. That's the full pasuk. Which means, they would tell him, go to the Beit HaMikdash that Shilomo built, and go put it there. Meaning, Shilomo, when he built the Beit HaMikdash, he built a special provision in the Kodesh Kodashim, was like, a, I guess, a trap door somewhere, in order that when the Beit is going to be destroyed, the place where they be able to put it in, Giriza. So Yoshia said, go and take that on, and go hide it in that uh, spot that Shilomo Amelech did. There's no more carrying that on, obviously. We don't carry it anymore. Now, Rabbi Lazar said, Now, Rabbi Lazar said, Now, we only know about the Arun. Now, what the Gemara is going to do is, it's going to prove to us how do you know the Sinsin Taman, how do you know the Shemin Amishcha, and all the other items. So, basically, what the Gemara is going to do is going to make Gezerah Shabbaz on all these items. So, let's read all these Pesukim. The first one is Shama Shama. It says by the Aaron, Asher Ivaed Lecha Shama. And it says by the Sinsin Taman, Veten Shama Meloah Omer. Shama, Shama, just like by the Aaron, it was in Gerizah, so to by Sinsin Taman. Veatya Dorot Dorot. We had the Gezerah Shabbat, Dorot Dorot. We learned Sinsin Taman. We learned to the Sluchit Shemin, which means by the Sinsenet Aman it says, Lemishmeret Ledorotechem. And by the Sluchit Shemin, by the jug of oil, it says, Mishchat Kodesh Yezeli Ledorotechem. So you have Dorot, Dorot include the Shemin and Mishchat. Ve'atya Mishmeret Mishmeret. We have the Gezira Mishmeret Mishmeret. Why? Because it says by the sinsenet taman lemishmeret ledorotechem, and it also says by the stick of Aaron lemishmeret leot lebne meri. There'll be a, a mishmeret put in safekeeping for the rebels. Furthermore, so the Gemara, that basically the Gemara says, where was Aaron? Back to the question. You tell me he walked into the kodesh kodeshim and he makes a, a he walks to the south to Aaron ben Abadim. Hold it. There's nothing there. So Kazakhiran says, Leolam Bimigdashini. Really I'll tell you we're talking about the second method of Gash. Umay gi alarun. And what do we mean when we say he got to the Aaron? Mekom Aaron. It just means the place where the Aaron was. Gebalah says, What are you talking about? The Hakitari Natanita Mahdal Ben Shneh Badim. 
It says in the Mishnah, he places the Mahta between the two poles. If you tell me it's virtual over here, but what does the Mishnah mean when it says, Ben Abadim? So the Gemara says, Ema Keben Shene Abadim. Don't read it between the two poles, but it ends if between the two poles. Imagine if it was there. Gemara continues, Savar et ketoret al gehalim. Then what did the Kohen do? He piles the ketoret on the coals. Tenan, our Mishnah is following the opinion, Good, we learned that one of the opinions was that they piled it, and one of the opinions was they scattered it. So obviously our Mishnah is following the opinion of piling. Now, the last question of the Gemara is going to be, in what position did he pile? Meaning, did he pile the ketoret, when he replaced the ketoret, starting where he is, going forward, or did he go extend his hands towards the west and come back towards him? Again, when he's piling, is he going away from him? Or is he going towards him? The Sfatim asked this question, that's the way that she understands the question. The Gemara says, that's not piling, that's following the opinion of scattering. So let's start. The Gemara says like this. Tani Hada, we have one statement. Sovra. Penima shehi chutzalo. You start to pile it, penima inside the kodesh kodesh, towards the west, which is away from him, coming towards him. Vetanya idach, and we have another brayta, sovra chutza, that you do it on the outside, she penima lo, which is towards him. So therefore, the second explanation was you start from what? Opposite again? Okay, let's, let's read Rashi then. No, let's read Rashi. Let's read Rashi. Three lines on the bottom. I'll read Rashi inside. Tani Hada. See three lines? Sovra penima shi hutsalo. Matil et sovra berosha machta shil sad penim. You start piling it on the front of the machta. Okay? Sheotoro shamachta eno letzad yado. That is far from him. Veolechum oshech yado elav. And it comes to him. That's exactly what we said. Meaning again, you start from the inside, the Kodesh Kodashim, to west, going east, towards him. Continue Rashi. Vetsover tamid b'meshicha adrosh shamachta sheni asher etzel bet yada. Good. Vetanya ida, continue Rashi. Matchil letzad berosh shapone chutza. Letzad haichal. Meaning it starts from him. From the Hechal side, she penima lo, which is inside to him, betzad gufot his body, and he just goes away from him. So that's the Shayla really the Gemara. Comes to and says, Mr. Amar Abaye, Amar Abaye, Tanei. Okay, what are you going to say? It's a Mahalukha Tanei. Amar Abaye, Mr. Amar, penima, shei, chutzalo. It makes sense that he starts away from him and comes towards him. Why? Because we have a Mishnah, they would uh, warn the Kohen, or they would teach the Kohen, be careful, don't start putting the Ketoret close to you, because you'll burn yourself, very logical, when he starts by himself, and starts to extend his hands, now his hands over the smoke, he'll burn himself, but if you're starting away from you, so as the smoke goes up, your hands are extending away from the fire. So therefore it makes sense from practical standpoint that doesn't burn himself, 
that he doesn't start from him towards forward, but he starts away from him, coming towards him. Look at the top Rashi. To uh, start uh, piling it and go forward. Because the Ketor that you started putting on the uh, coals by you, Tamid. And your extended arms They're going to get burnt With the smoke that is rising Amen Amen